Minded with Ronnie Scalzo. So, how's everybody enjoying the coronavirus? I don't know, man. I don't know. If, is there any levity in this? I'm trying to find levity in this. It's hard. It's, it's all about perspective. And for me, recording this right now, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And the old world that we all knew is kind of on pause. And the whole concept of putting out art or broadcasting an interview I did when the world was different seems ludicrous at times. But shit, man, this might be the last three interviews I ever did. This whole thing could take a turn, you know. You've seen the movies. And for me personally, Friday, March 13th is the first day that I started working in this house where I am right now. It also happened to be the first day that I felt like total dog shit. And I'm lucky enough to still be a relatively young and suave individual. But I was knocked on my ass for about two weeks. I had the chills, I had a cough, fatigue, aches, pains. Now, I don't know if I had it. It never got bad enough that it's like, oh man, I need to see somebody. I did reach out to my doctor, but he straight up told me, I'm almost certainly not gonna test you based on the symptoms that you're describing to me. I'm like, all right, cool, I'll ride it out. And I did, last week I feel like I turned the corner. I was worried, you know, like, is it psychosomatic? My day job, that's like all I'm doing is listening to reports about this stuff. Am I depressed? Now you're hearing the voice of a guy who endured a hurricane, which was a more of a personal experience. <laughs> this is different, everybody's going through this, everybody. My hurricane experience was more localized. But besides normalcy, like what's the most important thing? That you're not personally touched by this. That you get through it without being personally touched. Because the world's gonna bounce back. Despite the insanity, that's still the consensus. There's gonna be another side, we're coming out of it. So all you do is follow the rules and go about your life. So now that I'm blessed to feel healthy again, it's time to go about my life and put this episode out. All of it happened before the global pandemic. So again, it seems a little weird to be putting it out there. But I've been listening to a lot of music, watching movies, like the rest of you I've seen, and I'm fascinated by Tiger King. And for those of us lucky enough to be safe in our homes with our loved ones, escapism, whether we're creating something or absorbing something that's been created by somebody else, it's important. It's maybe not the most important thing, but it's important for our sanity for our mental well-being. I was in New York for 9-11. I was in New York for Superstorm Sandy. This is like one of those times where you question if what you're doing matters. Does it matter to other people? And most important, does it matter to you? Is putting out another episode of this podcast during a global pandemic a good idea or a bad one? I'm here, right? I'm doing it. I'm gonna spend the usual hours cleaning it up, making it sound tight. It's what I do. So whether it seems relevant or not, here it is, episode 113. Lucky 113. And since things are not normal right now, we're gonna do something a little different. Yes, we are. Typically on this podcast, you hear a long form interview with an artist. You know, my new life, I hear these great storytellers and I make shorter versions of their stories. That's what I do for a living. I make a mini version of their little painting. So I wanted to make my own little painting. So this episode's more of a narrative structure, and it features more than one voice. It's with a few people here in the DC, Maryland area who run a community radio station. 
Radio's where I got my start. It wasn't an accident. And I learned that you should feel fortunate if you wanted to do something when you were younger and you actually wound up doing that as a career and to put bread on the table, you should be grateful for that. Not everybody gets to do that. A lot of people don't get to do that. But then take it one step further and you really love it. You really truly love it. Yeah, there's some things about it that aren't the best. But for whatever reason that it lights that flame in you, that's another level. And for me, even though I've worked in radio for my entire adult life, I haven't hit the nail on the head with that second part. But this is not about me. That's a lie, it is totally about me. I found a community radio station that's close to where I live. And I was interested. Do I wanna be a part of this? Is that cool? Does it make sense for me at this point in my life? Well, now nothing makes sense. <laughs> now, mind you, whatever you hear next after this episode, I don't know what that's going to be. Because this podcast is about having a conversation with another person. And up until now, I've insisted, with few exceptions, that those conversations be in person. And after this, who knows, even if and when this blows over, will the world be the same? Will I feel comfortable sticking a microphone in somebody else's face? And will they accept that microphone with equal aplomb? I could set this up for phoners and I don't know, that's not part of the fun for me. Maybe I could learn to love it. As I've explained on the podcast before, that's part of the thrill of doing it in person. The unknown. But, you know, maybe I'll use this real estate for something else. I don't know. I'm making music. Are you making music? Are you making music? I think that's been the good news so far. That seems the same to me. New albums come in. There's ones that I'm particularly interested in. There's ones that I've heard some buzz about. And I'll listen. I've listened to a lot of music since this has all gone down. That hasn't changed. It occurs to me that something like that would be a difference maker at a time like this. Same exact circumstance, except you take all the music away. I'd lose it. Get the noose. That's a deal breaker, man. Guess I should get my ears checked when this all blows over. <laughs> I hope you're safe. I hope the people you love are healthy. I hope the next time I crack the mic and talk, it won't be about this. It'll be about the usual bullshit. Really, that's what Americans crave the most. Let's play a song first. Then my conversation with the folks from Tacoma Radio. Wowdy. More on that later, right here on Independent Minded. It's Plugging their projects, making them famous Helping them out just by making them talk About all the bullshit that they do A man we passed just tried to stare me down And when I looked at you at the ground I don't know who he is but I think that you do that gummit who is he and what is he to you I had something in my heart Tells me he's not someone just passed 
you That commenter Who is he and what is a he to you By the time I got to high school, awkward years spent trying to overcome paralyzing shyness, the occasional rejection of girls, a face full of braces, even a receding hairline. Yep, there was only one place that I fit in. On the radio. My two best friends from back then were just as nerdy, perhaps even more strange. One played guitar left-handed. He loved Iron Maiden, Halloween, and Monty Python. We were in our first band together and many more bands after that. We went trick-or-treating together till we were 35 and we got more candy than you did. My other friend sat in his room most days after school and played Nintendo. This guy was my rival when it came to rejection. My friends and I were the Goonies, this guy was Chunk. He ate junk food with a passion, and the only thing he loved more than that was the radio. He was always on in his room when we hung out, always on in his car as we cruised under the L train on 86th Street in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, searching for the next great Italian deli. Friday nights, we would monopolize our parents' stereos and their telephones, and call into a public radio show called the Rock and Roll Dance Party. It was on a Pacifica-owned public radio station in New York City. Call letters WBAI. The host of the show and his hippie friends spun new wave music, great stuff that a younger me was yet to appreciate. New Order, Shriekback, Talking Heads. And in between the music, they did little radio skits, lounge music, sound effects, pseudonyms. One guy pretended to be controversial British socialite Klaus von Bülow only with a cartoony German accent. This was a specific type of humor that wasn't for everyone. My type of humor. One week they'd be in Oakland watching the World Series, the next they were blasting off into the cosmos. And during the offbeat radio theater, they take phone calls. My friends and I were often on the other end of the line. My little 13-year-old heart skipped a beat every time I heard that audible click and the familiar, hello, you're on the air, knowing that yes, for a few fleeting moments, I was actually on the air. My voice heard out over the airwaves. 
When we weren't nerding out on a Friday night radio show together, we were putting on our own. Broadcasting our own countdown show on our own CB radios. CB. Citizens Band. It's not a band. (laughs) We take turns introducing a weird Al tune or even our own parody songs. Singing them live from inside our bedrooms, about five miles away from each other. The seeds were planted. We were hooked for life. And it turns out we really were. My friend and I worked in commercial radio together for over two decades at the biggest station in the biggest city in America. Then I left. I moved to Washington, D.C. for a new adventure, a better one, an experience that was long overdue. Two years in, I regard it and refer to it as radio grad school. But the bug, it still lurks inside me. Goofy bits, live phone calls, banter, conversation, song parodies, phone pranks, ticket giveaways, bumpers, sweepers, jingles, It's in my DNA. I'm made up of all of it. But for almost my entire adult life, I've only experienced it all through that one filter. And as I got older, I soured on the commercial radio world. It was never a perfect pairing. Don't get me wrong, I was blessed. The money's good in Market One. So were the perks. I took two things to DC with me besides my dog and my piano. Gratitude and this podcast. Labeling it excess baggage and tossing it aside has often been a consideration. A big life change and a move to a new city seemed like the perfect excuse to let it go. Instead, I did the opposite. I cared about it more. I gave it more attention. I worked harder at it. I got into it. After I broke the chains and moved away, I thought, why not bring this podcast to the radio? Find a station that fits the mold of what Independent Minded is all about. Maybe that would be a way to scratch that radio nerd itch. The big question was, was there a station in town that embodied those ideals? Was there a group of like-minded folks in my new world that could potentially fit that bill? Well, was there? Community radio is really a DIY thing. That's Marika Partridge. She lives in Tacoma Park, Maryland, a neighborhood I discovered thanks to this podcast and that search to bring it to the radio airwaves. This community of all communities with its own historic society, its own library, its own poet laureate, you know, is crying for an opportunity to speak on the radio. Tucked away in a small strip mall about three blocks from Partridge's house is a radio station. Next door, a recording studio that also happens to be the station's landlord. There's just a few stores on the strip. One sells unusual folk instruments from all over the world. The storefront is all glass. You can see what's going on from out in the parking lot. A tiny kitchen area. A gaudy Elvis Presley lamp that greets passersby through the window. This is a place that is relatively small in scope as far as the facilities are concerned. What, our 10 by 10 by 10 cube of a station? That would be the one. And sitting behind a console, a DJ. And as you walk by, you can hear the sounds of Tacoma Radio. A new month, so a new version of when the Red Red Robin comes bob bob bobbing along. Sonny Stitt performing it. Steve here. Steve Hoffman is the station's program director. An email I sent him set all this in motion. I wanted to know more. Steve agrees to meet for an interview in the most unlikely of places. Well, this is my first bathroom interview. Is this your first bathroom interview? Um, You've been yeah. In, yeah? That's right. I mean... You don't have to go, do you? No. Okay. <laughs> he may or may not be a fan of my toilet humor, but Steve still offers up loads of information. 
Like what type of programming the station is looking for? Generally, we're looking for people to play music that isn't otherwise heard on the airways in the DMV. The DMV, ooh, right? But no, he doesn't mean the Department of Motor Vehicles. It's one of the first things I learned when I moved here. DMV down this way means the District, Maryland, and Virginia. Steve, he's from New York too, but he moved down to the DMV years ago, eventually landing in Tacoma Park. Right, this is Tacoma Park, Maryland, which is a small city that is somewhat unique. It's very artsy. It's known to be very kind of progressive or leftist. Uh, also adjacent to is the D.C. neighborhood of Tacoma. And right in the heart of it all, Tacoma Radio, otherwise known as W-O-W-D-L-P. We don't say that on the air except on the top of the hour. Legally, we have to say LP, but otherwise people may not, you know, they may think it stands for Long Playing Records or Lido's Pizza or who knows what they think. But that's where we are. We're a low-power station. A low-power station. That means drive about five miles in any direction and the signal starts to fade. Head north and the sounds of African bombata give way to static. And then, just like that, the sounds of another station. Tacoma Radio is ephemeral. Back inside the bathroom, Steve offers a scientific explanation for the station's nickname. Wowdy, W-O-W-D are letters, but yeah. if you pretend it's a word, you could call it Wowdy. Yeah, I got it. And so that's, <laughs> yeah, well, for there may be slower people in the audience. Slower than me? I yeah. don't know about that, Steve. And why are Steve and I talking in the bathroom? Well, because Tacoma Radio has more bathrooms than it has studios. And while that may be advantageous in certain unique situations, like, say, burrito night, I can feel my commercial radio standards flaring up. Isn't the idea to grow, not just in terms of audience, but in terms of space, too? Couldn't Bathroom B be Studio B instead? And Tacoma Radio's only on-air studio is functional, but it's far from fancy. Steve defends the setup. You can do it on the cheap. Well, you mostly need a, a bunch of people who can talk on a microphone and have great music collections. Then you have to just have the bare bones studio, transmitter, etc. And he's right. You can do it on the cheap, but having a team of savvy and dedicated radio veterans at the helm proves to be priceless. Having the support of nearly all the businesses in the Tacoma Park neighborhood, that doesn't hurt either. It's a field of dreams budget approach. If you build it, they will come. It had to be that way. You had nothing to tell them this is what will be on the air. Until we did a Kickstarter, raised $30,000, bought all the equipment, and then it was volunteer effort totally that built the station up from there. We paid very, very little. The more, you know, the tinier it is, the more people go like, I'm gonna help you roll up my sleeves and do it with you, for you. And that's the way it's been. Tacoma Radio, born in the summer of 2016. It would take years of legal wrangling to secure an FCC license. Partridge says she was lucky to find the right lawyers to help secure the frequency. It was a bit of a battle. There were more than a few legitimate bidders. But Marika and her loyal team won, a team that now includes an eclectic mix of programmers, age 14 to age 80-something. None of the hosts are paid. Marika, Steve, and station manager Olivia Ellis Randolph oversee everything, and they're all on the air, too. I challenged POTUS to a duel on my show, quietly, carefully. I do a lot on my show. I mean, community radio can take chances, and we do. And while Donald is yet to accept her invitation, Tacoma Radio's hosts are otherwise encouraged to keep their politics to themselves. We're not asking for opinions. It's, we're we're a, a break from opinions. <laughs> we're an antidote. 
And we can only afford to be cultural, musical. It's through Tacoma Radio that a newbie like me gets to know the community. Sure, there's a Starbucks here and a CVS too, but there's also great little restaurants, boutique shops and stores. It's tiny, everyone knows everyone. Every time I come by to do an interview, I leave with a bag of delicious food and a warm feeling. Tacoma Park really feels like a community and a great place for community radio to thrive. And I expect the folks running things to be wowdy ambassadors. Steve and Marika don't disappoint. But what about the DJs? We can be smarmy, cynical, anti-establishment. How do the wowdy hosts feel about being on community radio? You are listening to Musical Remedies with the Night Nurse on your community radio, Tacoma Radio. The Night Nurse and I meet at a little cafe slash craft beer place called Tacoma Bev. It's a little Brooklyn, a little Berkeley. Hipsters like me feel right at home here, staring into our laptops while stroking our beards, organizing our iTunes libraries. The Night Nurse lives in a neighboring town, but she spends most of her time at Tacoma Park. Her real name, no shit, is Madonna. And her show is called Musical Remedies with the Night Nurse. It's with the idea that music has the potential to cure what ails. Madonna knows all about cures and ailments. She's an actual nurse, tending to mothers and newborn babies at Sebley Memorial Hospital in Washington, D.C. She's got a young daughter, too. So where and why does she find the time to put on a pair of headphones and spin punk tunes from local bands on Wowdy every other week? Well, Tacoma Radio is a baby. It's only like three years old, and I'd been listening since I moved here when they started three years ago. I just saw, oh, you can shoot them a proposal, and if they accept it, you can have your own show. Madonna didn't have a lick of radio experience, and still Steve Hoffman offers her a prime Thursday night shift. So I owe it to Steve, actually, for help shaping my radio persona. So he molded you? He molded and shaped me. I was a piece of clay in his hands and here I am now. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I interviewed Steve in the bathroom of Tacoma Radio. So. Oh, I don't know how to feel about his, that. It was his suggestion, I'm not mine. <laughs> Musical Remedies takes up just two hours on a station that broadcasts 24-7. Marika Partridge says filling the schedule was more challenging at the beginning than it is now. People just rise. We're in the national capital. The best people are right here. So actually the team that started the station was singular. And the people who come to the station, Tacoma Radio, they're singular because it's such an unusual voice. You, I tell people when I train them, you can go up and down the dial, you will stop there because there's something different. It's the quality of the music, it's the pacing. No one's telling us what to play. It's real people talking to real people. It's missing up and down the dial. I talked about my filter earlier, that lens I used to look at things. I worked for companies with million-dollar budgets, companies that declared bankruptcy, companies that gave out bonuses and pink slips in equal measure. I've been conditioned to measure success and failure based on ratings and statistics. The numbers. At Wowdy, none of that exists. The only thing that's being exchanged is just good energy and good vibes. It makes me feel great to be connected and know I'm supporting local musicians. And We don't know who we're doing it for, but we all, uh, actually, it's sort of like click your heels three times and believe. They're there. I've had times when, because uh, I've been in radio many years, when I was in a shitty mood, but once I'm in the studio, 
and the mic is on. I'm there to try to make my audience feel good with the music I play and to tell them about the great Muddy Waters or the great Ella Fitzgerald or the great Elvis Costello, whatever it is, you know. I do know, Steve. I do know. Being able to spin my favorite music for other people to hear, that's an audiophile's dream. It's something I did in college, but I haven't really done since. After that, it was two decades in the bubblegum factory, where you're told what to play, and most of the time, even what to say. And that's exactly what my podcast was a reaction to. It filled a hole that my day job could never fill. Only instead of Elvis Costello, I tell my listeners about the great Mike Doty, or the great Citizen Cope, or the great Francis Cohn, or the great Fantastic Negrito. But could I bring that feel-good DIY spirit to Wowdy? What about the money? What about the glory? That's always been something that that's kind of like, again, not in terms of like, um, this is my get rich quick scheme, almost in like in oh, a way. Oh, forget like, that, dude. There is no get rich about this, quick or slow. Fine, so there's no money. I can deal with that. Independent minded, a labor of love. But I still need convincing. Why not a bigger space? What about the validation of a listening audience? The Night Nurse provides some perspective. Music can really see people through hard times, and a lot of musicians, you know, they're using their music as a cathartic outlet, and they've been through some rough stuff, and they've had music as like crutches to support them through that, and they get choked up talking about it on air That's sometimes. That's radio magic. That's great. I love that. It's radio magic. So. Radio magic. In 2020, are they still intertwined? Today's youth seeks entertainment and information on the internet, on their little phones. So do adults. My dad doesn't listen to the radio anymore, and he's pushing 70, but he sure spends a lot of time on his laptop. Isn't being on the radio nowadays a lark? A losing game? Maybe it's the New Yorker in me. Maybe all my years in commercial radio have squeezed the joy out of something I once loved. I'm a cynic. My podcast enlightens me. It's conversations like the ones I had with Marika and Steve and the night nurse that make me want to shed my skin because the passion is infectious. There's still a little niche for kind of the funky, little, quirky, idiosyncratic, not always so professional community station like WOWD Community Radio, Tacoma Radio. We need a chance to think about the fast pace around us. And I think, Wowdy, Tacoma Radio provides a place where you can just like sit back and you hear a real person in real time. No one's telling them what to say to you or what to play to you. And it's refreshing. You run to it, actually. We're thirsty for it. These are people that truly believe in their community radio station. Marika talks about her love of cutting tape. She left a job as a map maker for the Forest Service once upon a time to join a community radio station in Alaska. She's larger than life. Her house is adorned with musical instruments. In her kitchen, a radio receiver sits perched on a high shelf, tuned to Wowdy. In the basement, a modest makeshift production studio is set up. Marika seems to have her hands in everything Wowdy related. She curates the playlist from her home. She's omnipresent. Uh, I took about a month off last summer, and when I came back, they had so got it under control. And they were saying to me, we have it under control. We want your business card to say senior advisor, founder, or even better, muse. So I like muse. So I act as a muse. I do a lot of interviewing. 
I my show has a lot more produced material. I'm happy to have live guests on and talk about serious things or not. We are never going to bumble this frequency or fail it. We are going to be going forever. We're going to be the epitome of excellent community radio. Forever is a long time, but I believe her. I may not be a Tacoma Radio DJ, but I'm a Tacoma Radio fan. And in the 21st century, enjoying community radio can happen outside it too. So tune in 24-7 and donate at TacomaRadio.org. And if you are in the area and you really need to go to the bathroom, Wowdy's got two. Just look for Elvis Presley in lamp form. Let the king light your way. Big thanks to Steve Hoffman, Madonna LeBlanc, and Marika Partridge for taking the time to talk to me. And an extra big virtual hug to you, loyal listeners. Virtual hugs are in now, you know. There are way too many podcasts out there, and you decided to listen to this one. A hundred plus episodes live on the Information Superhighway. Just get off at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and iFartRadio. Who had beans? Follow online at Bald Freak Music. Find out more. Send me an email. It's all at baldfreak.com. Be safe. Be vigilant. Talk to you next time, my friends. When I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand. Thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then I'm going to get a guitar and start a rock and roll band. Check into a swell hotel. Ain't the afterlife grand? And then I'm going to get a cocktail, vodka, and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm going to kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of the world. Because this old man is going to town. <laughs> then as God is my witness. I'm getting back into show business. <laughs> I'm gonna open up a nightclub called the Tree of Forgiveness and forgive everybody ever done me any harm. Why well, I might even invite a few choice critics, those syphilitic parasitics, buy them a panasmetics and smother them with my charm. Cause then I'm gonna get a cocktail. Vodka and ginger ale Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl On the tilt of world Yeah, this old man is going to town get to heaven, I'm going to take that wristwatch off my arm. What are you going to do with time after you bought the farm? And then I'm going to go find my mom and dad. And good old brother Doug, why well, I bet him and cousin Jackie are still cutting up a rug. I want to see all my mama's sisters, because that's where all the love starts. I miss them all like crazy. Bless her little hearts. And I always will remember these words my daddy said. He said, 
buddy, when you're dead, you're a dead peckerhead. I hope to prove him wrong, that is, when I get to heaven. Cause I'm gonna have a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of work. Yeah, this old man is going to town. Yeah, this old man is going to town. <laughs> 